0: Alright, say, good morning everyone. Let us begin. Bar Hashem, we have an incredible, incredible, exceptional and wonderful daff ahead of us. Is this on? Do you hear me all right? Yeah. Okay, wonderful Daf of us today. To begin by thanking our sponsors for today's daft, to thank Yoel and Sari Kelman for dedicating all the shirman rushals this month in honor of the birth of their daughter, Oriya Tahel, and in the hope that emirz Hashem, the Tilos of all those who are davening for children, will be answered bekarov. To thank Stephen Terry for dedicating all the Sherman jirashos this month in honor of their grandchildren, Adin Svia and Naftali Moshe, and to thank Shirley Elbaum and Mishpacha for dedicating the shiurim, this month in commemoration of the outside of her husband Jerry Elbaum Yaakov Koppel Ben Ram Menachem We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah All of the Neshama Salahavan Aliyah And the families in Nechama And with that, let us begin I want to thank uh, uh, Rukam and Akiva for giving yesterday's DAF We are picking up, hopefully you did your homework in minute session. We are picking up on Zayin Amud uh, Aleph Zayin Amud Aleph And if you didn't do it, it's... A, well, I'm sorry Oh, you didn't see that. You you don't use the internet. That's beautiful. Wow. That's uh, not a Masi Shabbos. Incredible. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good. Good. You don't set an alarm either, apparently. That's not that, right. Right, you're... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do this later on. We'll do this later on. Good. I don't say we're picking up. We're picking up. I'm sorry for those for those who don't use internet on Monte Shabbos. You'll Emirat do the uh, you'll do the homework today. We're both to say we are picking up. Only it's the only way we're gonna be able to keep up. with are We are picking up with Amorav Shmuel Bar Yehuda. So both say it's two, four, six, eight, nine lines down from the top. Incredible sugi ahead of us. Amorav Shmuel Bar Yehuda. Shol lohem Esther lechachamim. Esther sent a message. Oh, thank you. Esther sent a message to the Chachamim. Kivuni leDoros. Esther says to the Chachamim, "I want to be established as a Yomtiv." Rashi says, "Kivuni li Now say the truth is we're going to see. Esther makes two separate and distinct requests. Right, the first request ultimately was Kivuni leDoros. Establish me for establish me as a Yomtiv. So they sent to Esther. They sent to Esther, we can't establish you as a yomtiv because you are going to create animosity amongst the nations. So remember again, Purim is a celebration of our victory over, the, over, the, over, the, over our Gentile enemies. So they said to Esther, if you establish us as a Shalom. Again, you're going to create animosity between us. And the Gentile, our Gentile neighbors, Esther said, don't worry about it. Esther said, this story is already recorded in the annals of history. It's already recorded as part of the historical record of the Persian Median Empire. So, we'll say, so therefore, again, Esther ultimately is established as a, it is established as a yamtiv, Good. Rav, Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Yochanon, Rabbi Chaviva must not be called a Seder Moed, call Kiai Zuga, Khalifa Rabbi Yochanon, or Ma'el Alright, so we'll say, so says, Rav, Rabbi Hanina, and Rabbi Yochanon, and Rav Chaviva, whenever you see this group in Seder Moed, take out Rabbi Yochanon, and instead it's Rabbi Yonason. What do they say? Shalchulahem Esther lachachamim. Esther sent to Kisvuni so l'doros. We'll so remember again, the first time around it was Kivuni Establish me as a yamtiv. This time now it's what? Kisvuni Go ahead and write me a minarist. Include me in Tanakh. Include me in Tanakh. So, we'll say, so that's why Rashi points out in the Kivuni, Rashi also says over here that ultimately kriya, but ultimately Lord Lakari Liyosli the shame. But here Esther is asking, allow Migilas Esther to be recorded as part of Sefer Tanakh. Kivuni Ladoros. So listen to this. They sent to Esther Malkah. They sent to Esther. So they we'll so quoting over here the Pasek from Mishlei. And the passage says, which literally means, I've written you three times. Now we're gonna see what this means in just a moment. Shlishim there are three, based on this passage. of Mishlei, we understand that there are to be three recorded instances of war with Amalek. Only three recorded instances in Tanakh, not four. Now, both say, now what are the three? In the, so if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over Shlishim, Amalek. There are three times, there are three times in which we remember the war with Amalek. So I both say remember again, once is in Shmos. second one, Mishnah Torah in Devarim. or B'Sefer Shmuel. Right? So remember again, so Shmos is B'Shalach when it actually happened. Dvarim is when Moshe Rabbeinu reviews it, and Sefer Shmuel is when Shaul goes out to war with Amalek. There are three recorded instances of, of war with Amalek, with Tanakh, and based on the Apostle of Shlomo Amalek, Shlomo says, So, so therefore Shlomo Amalek says, three recorded instances of Amalek, not four. Now the problem is, if we include Megillas Esther in Tanach, Megillas Esther is the story of the war with Amalek as well. That'll be a fourth instance of a war with Amalek. So the Gemara says mikra mm-hmm. Until Chazal found another pasuk, and what was the other pasuk? Another pasuk that allowed them to include Megillas Esther. And what was the other pasuk? zos zikaron basefer. So the pasuk says says this is in Shmo said so this is by the actual war with Hamolik? So after that victory, the Pasek says, sefer. Write this as a remembrance in the sefer. So the Gemara says, listen to this. So the Gemara says, Ksavzos, Ksavzos, Mashakasov Khan. Obemishnot. So the Gemara says, Ultimately, again, the Gemara breaks up the pasuk. Write this, that's what's referring to ultimately what's recorded in Chumash Shmos. Mish uvamish Mishnah Torah. Zikaron, so i will say, interestingly enough, the Gemara is understanding that the phrase Ksavzos, write this, is a reference to both instances of Amalek in Chumash. Both that which occurred in Shmos, as well as that which occurred in Dvarim. Zikaron, Masha of b'Nevim, a remembrance refers to that which was recorded in Navi. Basefer, Masha Kasa B'megillah. So essentially what Chazal did was something very interesting. They darshan in this passage, Ksav Zos Zikaron Basefer, to highlight or to foreshadow the, the references to Amalek. Ksav Zos, we group the two mentions in Chumash together. So we could group both Shmos and dvarim together. That's Ksav Zos. Zikaron, Sefer Shmuel, and that leaves open Bas Sefer. For Megillas Esther, which ultimately allows us to include Megillas Esther as part of Tanakh. So the Gemara says, Kitanai. So mostly in reality, see now, this is a fundamental makhloke is Tanai. Is Megillas Esther or included as part of Tanakh? I, I, is Megillas Esther included as part of Tanakh? So Kitanai. So the Gemara says, Let's darshan is Kitanai, Ksavzos, Mashekos so right here, Ksav Zos, Masha Kosov Zikaron, Masha Kosov Mishnah Torah, Sadiqim Arsah Ba Sefer, Masha Kosov B'Nevim, Divi Rabbi Yoshua. So we'll say, the way Rabbi Yoshua dashes that Apostle Ksav Zikaron bas Sefer, is to refer to the instance in Shmos, Dvarim, Shmual Aleph. Now we we'll say, now again, just to understand, everybody's accepting the premise that you have a maximum of how many mentions of the word with Amalek within Tanakh, Three, that's based on the Pasek in Mishle. So the Shiloh, we're going to see, the fundamental Machlokas is, Rabbi Yeshua is going to say, the mention in Shmos and the mention of Dvarim are separate and distinct. Rabbi Rabbi Hamodi, Omer, Ksavzos, Masha Kasov, Kan, Uba, Mishnadorah, Zikoror, Masha Kasov, Ben, Basefer, Masha Kasov, Ben, Megillah. So we'll say, see, see, see what the fundamental Machlokas is? Do you group, do you group the mentions of Shmos and Dvarim as one? Or do you group them as separate, independent items? That's the fundamental machlokas. Amrav Yehuda Meshmol. So Yehuda said, Esther. I know what Thomas said. So Obviously, we kind of know how this how this ends. We of course do accept Megillah Esther as part of Tanakh, which indicates to us that We accept the drasha of Rabbi Lazar Hamodi that Ksavzos The is Ksavzos. Ksavzos. Or I should say, right? Sabzos that refers to the mentioning of Amalek both in Shmos and Devarim. Zikaron refers to the episode in Shmuel Aleph, and Sefer ultimately again refers to Megillas Esther. Incredible. Some Rabbi Shmuel Esther name Esther Megillas Esther does not does not relay ritual impurity to the hands. i what does that do with anything? We know that halachah there was a rabbinic enactment, or rabbinic enactment, that halacha l'maysa, if you touch Kisve Kodesh, they're metami es hayadayim. So if you touch a Sefer Torah, or you touch scrolls of Sifrei Tanach, they go ahead and convey ritual impurity to your hands. Remember, we had this in Brachos. Why? Where does this come from? Remember, Abel said there was an interesting practice that developed, which was to go ahead and store truma next to Sifrei Torah. Why? What was the swara behind that? People said... Truma's Kaddish, Sefer Torah's Kaddish. Let's put that which is Kaddish next to that. which we'll is go, what was the problem? The mice came and began to eat the Truma, and when they began to eat the Truma, they also began to nibble at the parchment. So, in order to avoid the storage of Truma or any food item really next to Sifre Kodesh, they said Sifre Kodesh Armatameyas Hayadaim. That would pretty much dissuade anyone from going ahead and storing truma next to, next to Kisei Kodesh. Esther, Megilas Esther, does not convey ritual impurity to the hands, which tells us what, say. which tells us what? That really megillas Esther is not part of Tanakh. That's really what it tells us. It also tells us something else. Rabosei, first wide line. It also teaches us that according to Shmuel, Esther... Korishul Esther, the Megillah Esther was not written with prophetic vision; it was not written beruach hakodesh. So the Gemara says, "Really?" Bar Shmuel Esther beruach hakodesh ne'emra, but Shmuel said Esther was written beruach hakodesh. To which the Gemara says, "Ne'emra likros ne'emra liktov." It's possible we both say that Megillah Esther. This is fascinating. Maybe the story, your obligation is to say the story over, but to say it over balpeh. Right to say it over verbally, but not to go ahead and commit it to writing. So the Gemara says, "Mei reza Kasher, Mei Omer Kohelas in Metameiset Machlokis B'Shir shirim. The B'nei says similarly, Kohelas is not Metameiset Hayadaim. Which of us say we're going to see whenever you see a phrase like that, that a particular book, a particular sefer is not Metameiset Hayadaim. That's another way of saying it's not part of Tanakh. And if it's not part of Tanakh, why isn't it part of Tanakh? Why not? Usually because it's not written Baruch HaKodesh. So let's say, when he says that Koheles is not part of Tanakh, it's not right. What that means is when he Mayor. Koheles is Shlomo Hamelech's own personal wisdom, not inspired by Ruach HaKodesh, therefore not part of formal Tanakh, therefore not Matame Seyadaim. Machlokes is Shira Shirim. There's a Machlokes if Shira Shirim is Matame Seyadaim or not. Rabbi Raviyosi says, Shira Shirim, Matame Rabbi Raviyosi says, no, Shira Shirim is Matame Saidaim, u Machlokes pi and there's a Machlokes by Koheles, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Koheles, so v'shamay says, interestingly enough, Koheles is a kula of BeShamai, In other words, b'shamay says, Koheles is not mitameis daim. B'shilo says it is, because B'shilo says it was written baruch ha and included in Tanakh. shirim, the Esther mitameis hayadayim. Baros Shira, Shira and Esther So we'll say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? That Esther is which means what? Which, which number one means what? Number one means rimurach hakodesh. Number two, therefore, it's tsifrei Tanach. And number three, therefore, what? Therefore, what? Well, like you said, it's matameh Esayadayim. Good. So the Gemara says, "Who da'mer can be He also can be Okay, so I'll say the point the Gemara is making over here is this is a machlokas. The status of Megillas Esther as a formal book of Tanakh, which again, ruined, written, HaKadosh, not written HaKadosh, All of that is not written Barach Hakol, there's time and 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 time because ultimately, again, it is the wisdom of Shlomo HaMelech. It's important, it's wonderful, but it's personal, Solomonic wisdom. It's not, meaning it's not divinely inspired. It's Shlomo own Chochmah. Amar lo, v'chizu bilvat amar. Is this the only wisdom of Shlomo HaMelech espoused? V'alok var ne'amar, alaf Shlomo HaMelech said over 3,000 mashallahs. Mashal of Al Tosef al Dvarov. And furthermore, it says, do not add on to the words of Mishlei." My <coughs> vaomer, what does it mean vaomer? V'chi temar, v'chi temar, mei tuva amar di b'i vidi v'di'i lo ichtiv. Maybe you will say, Shlomo said many things, and he has a choice about whether or not to record them, or not to record them, because ultimately, again, they're just Shlomo's own wisdom, and they're not from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tashma al-Tosef al-Devarav. So say, interestingly enough, The fact that the Pasek and Mishle says, Al-Tosef, Al-Devarav, do not add on to this. What does that teach us? What does that teach us? That teaches us that Mishle is divinely inspired. Because if Mishle was just Shloma Melech's own wisdom, why can't you add on to it? The fact that the Pasek says you can't add on to Mishle indicates to us... That this was wisdom that was divinely inspired, nevuah given to Shlomo HaMelech to write down these particular things. Even though it's true, Shlomoh had much more wisdom, but that which was recorded in Mishlei was divinely inspired, and therefore you're not allowed to add on to it. So what I'll say. So what we have over here so far is Mishlei Baruch Kodesh, right? Mikilas Rus Shira Shirim. Seems to be pretty much everyone is on board, right? Koheles and Esther seem to be the Machlokes svarim. So the Gemara says, Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Esther, Baruch Kodesh Nera. So we'll say now what we're going to see is by the way, just the, what we're going to now prove in a in a almost what's the word uh, unqu- unquestionable fashion is that Ru- Esther, Miguel it was written Baruch Kodesh. Now remember again, once you prove that Megillah's Esther is written in HaKodesh, then what? What does that automatically tell us? Right? That it's Metame that it's included in Tanakh, right? And therefore Metame and Now what I want to point out to you, which is very interesting, is that Megillah Esther is the first safer of the post prophetic era. Remember again, there is no Navi. There, that, that's the Olchap of the, of the story of the Megillah, the whole Olchap of the story of Purim, is everything before Megillah Esther, there was a Navi who told us what was going on and what was happening and how things were unfolding. The whole incredible nature of Megillah Esther is there is no Navi. There is no Navi. Yet despite the fact that there is no Navi, the, Megillah, the Gemara is telling us that Megillah Esther was written... Beruach Hakodesh. Beruach Hakodesh. So, Mer, so Mordechai wasn't a navi. Esther wasn't a neviya. But ultimately, as authors of the Megillah, when the story was written, the story was written through Ruach Hakodesh. They were given divine wisdom. So it's interesting. So the Ruach Hakodesh of Megillah as Esther is after the fact. In other words, after the story unfolded the recording of the story was done Baruch HaKodesh. You'll see in just a moment how that works. So watch this. So, I will say, so listen to this. So the Pasuk here says, Haman Right? Haman said, this said, by the way, is where Achashverosh is already beginning to, he's already beginning to anger with Haman. And remember again, he realizes he never rewarded Mordechai. so he calls in Haman and he said, what should we do to the man? Asher HaMelech HaFace right? What should we do to the man? How should we reward him? So, Yom Haman says to himself, ah, oh, who is the king, who must be, who is the king talking about? Who is the king talking about? Me. So, I was this. Rabbi Eleazar says, I'll show you the proof that the Megillah was written by Recha Kodesh. How do you know that? Because the Pasik says, Haman said in his heart. And I was saying, what's the obvious proof? What's the obvious proof? How does anyone know what Haman's saying in his heart? Rather, it must be that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave Esther and Mordechai Rach Hakodesh when they were writing down the Megillah. Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva says, "Rabbi Kiva Omer Esther Hakodesh Esther Esther found favor in the eyes of all that saw her once again. How do you know if you really find favor in the eyes of people who see you? So again, Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva also saying clear that the Megillah was remembered by Chakotesh, right? Meir says, Hadavar Mordechai. The both say this is the assassination attempt of Big Son and Seresh. Or I should say the assassination attempt on Achashverosh's life by Big Son and Seresh. hadavar The matter became known to Mordechai. How did the matter become known to Mordechai? How did the matter? It must have been that Hakadosh Baruch Hu informed him. So all proofs that the Megillah is written. Baruch Rabbi Yossi ben Dormaskis Omer. But it says this, the Pasik says that after the Jews overcame their enemies in Shushan, they did, not, they did not take any of the spoils. Now, how would you know if no one took any of the spoils? How, how, how would they know that? So, Bosa so says these are all different psukim that a person could not know, right? Information that you could not know on your own. Amr Shmuel. So let's listen to this. Shmuel says, Shmuel says, Guys, good job. Good job. But I'll tell you even the best proof. Sheneh Mar, vekiblu. Listen to say so At the end of the Megillah, so the Megillah says, the Megillah says, Kimu vekiblu Yehudim alei Now, the literal title of the passage is, Kimo vekiblu, the Jews accepted upon themselves and their offspring to accept this as a young. But listen to this. kiblu l'mata. That ultimately, again, in Shamayim, they accepted this new yomtiv as well. That when ultimately, again, kibul lemalam, shikibul Ultimately, they upheld in the celestial sphere that which was established in this earth. Now, how would you know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was had with the creation of this new yamtiv if there wasn't Ruach haKodesh? Incredible. So, Amar Rava, Rava says, pircha, lebar So, let's listen to this. So, Rava says, the truth is, these are all good proofs, but they can all be refuted. They can all be refuted with the exception of Shmuel's proof. How can you refute all the previous proofs? Rabboh said, "Watch this. Listen to this. The Rabbi Eliezer Svarahu. The Eliezer, listen to this. Remember what was Rabbi Eliezer's proof? Rabbi Eliezer's proof was by Yomer Haman Belibo. Sultzer you 'You don't need Kodesh to know that, right? Because at the end, excuse me. Rabbi Eliezer says Svarahu. It's a Svara. Hava Inish Dechashiv Malko it makes total sense that when Achazirosh is speaking about rewarding someone who is very close and near and dear to him, this, it's normal that who, Haman would automatically assume who was he talking about. Haman. And by the way, we also would have assumed, without the rest of the storyline, without the narrator helping us, that he was talking about Haman. So the Gemara therefore, in words, you don't need Rakha Kodesh to understand that Haman, when, when Ahasuerus is talking to him, that Haman thought that it was him whom the king would want to do a lot for. Remember, what was Rabbi Akiva's proof? Esther found favor in the eyes of everyone who saw her. So you don't need Ruach HaKodesh, and I'll tell you why. We're going to see this in the Agartha. A little bit later on, that one of the great miracles was, you know, Achashverosh had an empire of 127 countries, which means a lot of different types of nations and a lot of different types of cultures. Part of the miracle is that everyone felt that Esther was one of them. Then I also said the Gemara says something very interesting. It doesn't have to be as Hakodesh. Esther heard people talking. She heard people talking, so she heard people saying, Ah. The queen is like us. The queen is one of us. So it doesn't require rachakodesh She literally heard it. Next. V'had Rabbi Meir. D'omukar b'chibar ab'ra. We'll say what was Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir said, Vai vada le Mordechai. Mordechai found out about the assassination plot. So Rabbi Meir says, it must be Rachakodesh. So the Gemara says, maybe not. D'omukar b'chibar ab'ra. the Amar. Big Son Viserysh Shnei Tarshim Hayu. So we we'll remember again, we're gonna see this later on in the Agatha Rabosai. We'll you're going to see one of the most incredible parts of the Megi- of, of Megillah is we're gonna pretty much go through the Megillah line by line. Well not, not the whole Megillah, but good, good parts of the Megillah line by line and understand beautiful agaratha associated with the Megillah. One of the things that's gonna come up is we're going to see how did Mordechai know about the assassination attempt. Big, ton, big Son and Seresh were Tarsian. That, that was their nationality. They were speaking in Tarshian tongue because they assumed no one understood it. Little did they know Mordechai was a member of the Sanhedrin. And as a member of the Sanhedrin, you had to speak 70 languages. He understood. He overheard them. So they didn't even bother to hide their plan because they just figured no one understands what we're saying. And therefore again, and therefore again, so they didn't require Ruach HaKodesh, he just overheard them. Bar Bar said, lo Yadam, the Jews did not go ahead and take any of the spoils, doesn't that require Ruach HaKodesh? D'oma, Pristaki, Shador. Maybe, maybe messengers sent word to Mordechai and Esther saying, it's incredible, the Jews have overcome their enemies yet, they're not taking any of the spoils. Good. So the Gemara says the Shmuel vade less but Shmuel's proof. So says Shmuel's proof of Kimu veKiblu, Kimu laMala, Kiblu leMata, vade less lehupircha. Ultimately, again, that does not have any refutation. So the Rabbah says, Isn't this this is so so sweet? Amar Ravina, Ravina says, How do the Darby What people say. Answer, this is the famous adage. People use this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. One sharp pepper is better than a basket full of melons. It sounds much better in the Aramaic, but but you understand. In other words, that you as say what, what, what the idea is. You know, one sharp pepper one, one gives more flavor than a whole basket of melons. So one opinion. One opinion. Ultimately, again, if Shmuel. Is more powerful than all of the other opinions mentioned before. But I say, but what I do want to point out from you here is you see the Gemara itself coming to the conclusion that Esther Beruach Hakodesh Neemra Migilas Esther was written Beruach Hakodesh. Machokis as to how we know it, but that's where the Gemara is settling on this. Esther was written Beruach Hakodesh. If Esther was written Beruach Hakodesh, then what? Then what? Then Halacha Lamaisa. Halacha it it is included in Kitzvei Kodesh. It is included in Tanakh, as we know. As we know, and Halacha la-maisa, that means it's Metame es Hayadayim. Ultimately, again, it conveys ritual impurity to to the hands. Incredible. Okay. So the Gemara goes weiter. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Armehacha. Boss Rabbi Yosef gives another proof that Esther was Ramburach Kodesh. So the Gemara says he says as follows: purim lo Yaru the Jews will never stop celebrating Purim. They will say now how can you ever make a statement like that about about what's gonna happen? The Jews will never stop will never stop celebrating Purim. So i said obviously so in order to be able to make a statement like that. Ultimately, again, in order to make a statement like that, so you have to go ahead and have Ruach HaKodesh. Ultimately, again, their memory will never depart from their generation. So be able to make a statement like that, that Purim's is going to remain part of all of Klai Yisrael for all generations. Obviously, Ruach HaKodesh, I'll just say something amazing. Somebody sent me I have a person who I know who uh, has a hobby of collecting, um, you know, like unique Judaica. So they have like these auction houses for, for Judaica. And he just sent me, he sent me something that he, that he was looking at, which was a Megillah saster, a Megillah Sester that was hidden in Auschwitz. And it's a t- it's a megillah on a, t- a tiny a tiny little megillah, which is it just a- a- absolutely incredible. And it was, he sent us i'm looking at this at this gemara that here the megillah says the megillah says Hanu megillah Esther was written ultimately ruach hakodesh ultimately Purim lo yehudim, lo yosef that no matter no matter what happens to Klal no matter what happens to Klal the gemara, the megillah says the megillah says Purim, Always yes. You understand like, the prophetic import of that is not just that the actual reading of the Megillah will remain part of Klav Yisrael. But ultimately, again, the Purim story, because isn't, isn't the story of Klav Yisrael, isn't the story of Klav, like we mentioned last week, isn't the story of Klav Yisrael, the story of you know, I, 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 I somehow forgot to mention it on Shabbos. I was saying you know, just, just Erev Shabbos, there was a Levaya for this 25-year-old man, 26-year-old man from Eretz Yisrael, Yehuda Dinterman, Hashem Yikom Domo, who was murdered, on his way home from an outpost in in Chomes, right? This was the terror attack on these three young men who were who were driving home from. They have this yeshiva on this hilltop in Khomesh About twenty five years old, father of a young of a young child, and it's it just seems to clearly it was just a precious neshama who was most nefesh for Am Yisrael, for Eretz Yisrael, for Torah, He was will say, but like. It's, it's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. Like, like, so w- what, what, what are they going to do? So now they're pushing that they should legalize the yeshiva and legalize you know, the community in Chumash. Like It's just, this, this is Klav israel, right? And this is Purim, right? Pur- Purim is a story of you face overwhelming odds. And even when you win, even when you win, like, you're not, you didn't totally win because, yet, well, you win, but there are scars and there's difficulties and there's a backhaul, but yet you find a way to move forward. You just constantly find a way to move forward. And that's the Megillah says, lo Yosef mizaram, lo Yavrum That's how you know Esther's written in Baruch HaKodesh. Because like I said last week, Purim is the story of Kalani Yisrael. Nothing ever ends happily ever after, but we keep moving forward, we keep growing, we keep building. It's so incredible. So we'll say, we'll get some very interesting aloha al now as well. Tani Rav Yosef. Shabbos say mishloach manos ishrei ehu. say listen to this. What's the alach of shalach manos? Shabbos say I just want to mention. By the way, we have the notebooks, or we have the notebooks. I guess they're in the office, right? For uh, for I'll bring them out afterwards. For 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 please take one, record notes because we're going to finish this a couple of months in advance of Purim. But we're literally seeing all of the all of the sugyas. Shabbos say what shalach manos? What's the alach of shalach manos? Or mishloach manos ishrei What do you have to do? Ste manos le'ishachad. ish echad. Shabbos say the mitzvah of shalach manos is two food items to one person. Two food items to one person. What's Adam. But we'll say, is two gifts to two people, or really, in other words, one gift each to two people. So Matanos means, I have to give money, right, to two people, right, or a gift of some sort to two people. Shalach is two food items to one person. Rabbi Judah Nesiya, Shadlei Rabbi Oshia. Let's say get ready for this. Rabbi Judah Nesiya sent Rabbi Oshia Amto de Igla Tilsa the Garba de Chamra. So he sent him for Shalach Manas. Listen to this, Shalach Manus, Right, the thigh of a third-born calf or a calf that had reached one-third of his maturity. In other words, the best cut of meat, the thigh, the thigh of a calf, and a bottle of wine, another bottle of wine. So ultimately, again, what does Rabbi Oshia respond? Rabbi Oshia responds, Shalach Lei Amid Beis. That's a Shalach manas. Right? Right? The thigh of a calf and a bottle of wine. That's that's a shalach Manas. So the Gemara says, Rashi says, So I will say, so I'll just point out to you something very well actually let's read the rest of the Gemara. then we'll do the Allah almost. Because that's a lot of very interesting Allah alamais over here over what constitutes Shalach Manas. So the Gemara says, so, sorry, Kayamta Banu Rabbo say, the gra takes out that phrase, Uma Thanos He removes that. That doesn't belong there. If you notice by the way, Rashi and his girsa doesn't have it either. So, right, you fulfill Shalakmanas, because again, that's two items, two items, right? Uh, ultimately, again, a piece of meat and a bottle of wine, which you all see from this Gemara is very important, which is that a drink also counts as part of shallachmanas. Rava, listen to the Rabbo, sorry. Shudrele Mari Lamari Barmar Biyada Baye. So taska de say Mala Da Afshuna. So a very interesting listen to this. So Rabbah had sent to Mori Barmar, and Abai was the shaliach. Abai was the, was the was the was the messenger. He sent it to Rabbi. What did he send him? Mala taska the He sent him a, a basket, says a sack, like a bag. Right? A basket filled with dates. U Kimcha Daafshuna. And a cup filled with roasted flour. She says, So apparently if you roast flour, if you roast flour, you roast grain kernels, it produces sweet flour. But it's, but it's edible. It's edible in, in that state. So he sent them a basket of dates, right? And a basket of this, finally, this, this roasted grain kernels, grain flour. Amar Li Abaye says like, listen, Rabbi, I'll deliver this Shalach Manas, but I got to tell you, Hashta Amr Mari. So right, Sabayi so so delivers it, and he said, Mari's going to say, or Mari did say, If the farmer becomes a king, does he not remove the feed basket from his neck? In other words, which he was saying to Rabbi, Rabbi, that's poor man's Shalach Manas. You could do better than that. right? You could do better than that. I was about say, which is actually something very interesting because what it's saying is that, what it, what it seems he's saying over here is that, shalachmanas have to have some level of importance and that importance has to be reflective of the person who's giving it and the person who is receiving it. So ultimately, again, Abayi is, now again, Mari's not saying this, but Abayi is going to say, I'm really Abayi Hashra and Mari, Mari's going to say, Rabbi, if the farmer becomes a king, doesn't he take the feed basket off his neck? In other words, that this would, I remember we'll say, Rabbi, Rabbi was the head of Pompadissa, right? He was the Rav of Pompadisa. He was the highest ranking official in the city of Pompadissa, which, which was a tourist center. So, and he was wealthy as a result of that position. So you got to do a little better. You got to up your game. Abishal Achmanis game a little bit over here. So listen to this. Hadar Shadalei Ihu, Malay design O malekaska de going a say now. Mari sent back with Abaye another shalach What what did he send back? He sent back a basket filled with ginger and a cup filled with long peppers. Amar Abaye. say. Abaye says now to Murray, Hashta You know now, now ultimately again Rabbi Huda Nesia is gonna say. I sent you something sweet. And you're sending me something bitter? Right? So, we'll say, so interestingly enough, it seems to be that Abaye is the one who's kind of like telling each of them, you, you gotta do a little bit better in the Shalach Manas department. So, we'll say, so I just want to point out to you, just pause here for just a moment, because this is actually the end of the Shalach Manas. So we'll say, about Shalach Manas, sometimes you learn Shalach Manas there's a little bit of confusion with what the Halacha is. So the Halacha with Shalach Manas, the Halacha with Shalach Manas, I just want to point out to you over here is, and is in So listen to the Halochov. A person is obligated to go ahead and send his friend two portions of food. Either two portions of meat or two different types of food. Two items, to one per, two items to one person, I will say. What I want to point out to you is, there is no obligation for the two items to be separate brachas, right? There is no such obligation, right? All you need is two separate items. In other words, what you can't do is send two of the same thing, right? So I, I can't send, uh, I don't know, two chalas, right? Two chalas. So I can send the chalah and the bottle of wine. I can send the chalah and the piece of meat. I could, say, I, could spend, I could send a piece of meat, and in other words, they don't have to be two, I know I keep on giving two examples of two different brachas, right? But halokha lemaysa, they need not be of two separate brachas, right? They just have to be two distinct items, and ultimately, again, ultimately halokha lemaysa, they could also go ahead and, and, I'm sorry, one other thing is, they have to be ready to eat, right? In other words, you cannot send, and you know, I will say, it's always interesting, that sometimes people do like, these very elaborate shalachmanes, Right? But, but a lot, and a lot of times it includes raw foods. Right? The pasta or this or that. That's fine. In other words, if you have that in there with other stuff, that's fine. You want to make it look pretty, that, that's, that's not a problem. But the mitzvah of Shalach Manas is two ready to eat items. Again, that are separate and distinct items. What we also see from the skimara is, you can use a liquid, you can use a beverage. Right? Because after all, again, we saw that before, the, the, the thigh of the calf and the bottle of wine. We'll see another couple of halachas, It's interesting, but again, So what we'll say? So let's go there. So the Gemara says weiter. So the Gemara says, Abaye like so says, "Haenu daami inshi." I'm sorry, I skipped. I skipped. Abaye, kinaf ki mi be mar. So listen, to this, Abaye so we'll says, "When I left the house of Mar," Rashi says, Kishiyatsasi mi beis Adoni rabo." Lelech lebeis abamari or mori bar so because abayu is kind of the shaliach. but it 's just another interesting discussion, which we're not going to get into now just because of time, is whether or not shalach manos has to be sent through an agent. This is a fascinating discussion in the Rishonim, because the lashon of mishloach manos seems to indicate that you need a shaliach, you need an intermediary. So there is a whole discussion regarding shalach manosav. Do you fulfill the mitzvah if you deliver it yourself? We paskin alach say Yes, but I'm just sensitizing you to the suya that exists. So listen to this. Um, Rabbi Abay says, "Kinafki mi When I left my rebbe's home, when I left Rabbah, right? Abayi's Abai's rebbe Rabbi was Rabbah. When I left my rebbe's home, Rabbah, I was full. I thought I thought I was full. Kimata lahasam. But when I, got to the ha- when I got to the house of, when I got to the house of Mari Barmar, when I got to the house of Mari, they brought out 60 different types of cooked dishes. A smorgasbord, right? A whole bunch of stuff. And I ate 60 portions, right? Now, Lav Dafgit ate all of them, but he ate a little bit of each of them. Listen to this. And the last thing they brought out, Havukari lahu, tzli They called this dish will say, You know how they translate Slikedar? Pot roast. They brought up, they're just gonna say, what is a pot roast? What is a pot roast? So again, the, at least in the Gemara, is it's just a piece of meat that you put into a pot, that you put then into an enclosed area an oven to, to cook, and the meat cooks in its own juices. That's it, that's it, that's, that's the pot roast o boy abasra, and I was so hungry that I, I was I was, I, I, was so, I was ready to eat the plate right afterwards. that I will say, I want to just share with you something amazing. The Marsha, the Marsha has a whole, has a whole metaphoric idea over here that is not referring to food but it's referring to Torah. And I will say but I will tell you then quotes another opinion that says no, it's referring to food. said this is, this is absolutely incredible. I saw last night I saw last night Corey in the Sefer Dafa. He quotes the Chida, The Chida says that when he was by Rav Rafal of Amsterdam. I don't know who that is. But he was by Rafal of Amsterdam. The Chida did a whole bunch of, he did a whole hot coffee, he did journeys. He speaks about this is just I'm gonna send it to you. He, he was by Raval of Amsterdam, and Rafal of Amsterdam was a very was a very wealthy Tam Tachim. And he describes the he describes the shalach manas that Rafal of Amsterdam received. And he received this shalach manas, this beautiful diorama of the palace of Achashverosh, with Mordechai and Esther, Esther lying on the couch like she was at the end of the Megillah, Mordechai in there, Achashverosh in there, Haman hanging from a tree, right? And the Chiddush says they deliver this beautiful sh- shalach manas. and the Chiddush says I don't understand how is this shalach manas? It's a beautiful piece of art, but how is it shaloch How is it shaloch I was oh, there was one more part, and on the diorama, on the diorama, was a massive table. This must have been a huge thing. It was a massive table, and it had cheeses on it, and on the cheeses it said kasher lepesach, and bottles of wine all over the courtyard of what would have been the the, the courtyard of the palace of Achazirosh. And the does sees this and he says, I see it's a beautiful work of art, but I don't understand how it is Shalach Manas. He says, Until I saw the Rafal of Amsterdam take a bite out of the palace. Right? The whole thing, he said, was made of sugar and icing and cake, except for the cheeses, which were real cheese and kashala the Pesach, and the bottles of wine, which were real bottles of wine. I'm not dropping hints or anything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was saying. So. So just, but yeah, so why, why am I sharing this with you? Why am I sharing this with you? Because the Chida says, based on this Gemara, he says it's possible that in the house of, remember again, this is, he's going to the house of Mori, of, of Mori, of they're both say you know, you see this, you ever see like they, sometimes they make plates out of food. Like they have this, right? Like a, a bread bowl, bread bowl, ball, bread ball, right? See, he says it's possible. It's possible, it's incredible. So the Chiddush says this after after he visited Rav Alram. He says, "Oh, I have new in the skimara. that it's possible. It's possible that when Abayah says I was ready to eat the plate, it was a bread bowl plate or some other kind of plate that was an edible plate as well. Of course, pushup is Abayah is saying is everything was so good that I managed is ready to eat the plate as well. It doesn't as well say I'm not Abaye Abayah says I learned from this an important idea." Sometimes the poor man is hungry and he doesn't even know he's hungry. In other words, we'll say, sometimes, sometimes a person a person is so deprived that they don't even realize that they're deprived until they have something dramatic that they never had before. So, said, literally again, the poor person doesn't realize how hungry he is until ultimately, again, he has food. Inami, there's another thing that I learned from this. Ravcha le There's always more room for good food. So we'll say, so the second part is a little bit more self explanatory. will say, but the idea of the first part, the idea of the first part, that the poor person doesn't even realize that he's hungry until he has food, sure says, very profound. Sometimes in life, we don't even realize what we're missing until we find it. Hey, so, so the poor person, the poor person, doesn't even realize how deprived or how hungry he is until he has access to this incredible food. But it's true in Ruchnius as well, sometimes in Ruchnius and spirituality, that I don't even realize what it is that I'm missing until I have it. Right? I, say, I think all of us have moments like that where we start doing something new in our Ruchnius, Right, And I want to say like, where have you been all my life? Right, right, where have you been all my life? Tfilo, where have you been all my life? said, whatever, you fill in the blank. Every, every one of us, we all have these experiences. I start doing something, I take something on, I start doing something a little bit different. I'm like, wow, I never realized what was missing in my life until this particular moment. Because sometimes I'm spiritually impoverished as well. And I don't realize what I'm lacking. Until I finally have it's such an incredible gemara, Rabbah says, "Gavater Abayi bar Avin, Rabbi Chanina bar Avin, Machlefi Suda Sayu Lahadadi." So Rabbah says interesting gemara, Abayi bar Avin, Rabbi Chanina bar Avin used to swap their their suudos. So Rabbah saying Rashi says, "Michlefi, Michlefi Suda Sayu Ze Ochel Imze B'Perem Shel Shelshanazu U'B'shanasu Yechaverim O." So Rashi says what it means is they would alternate who would host the Perem Suda, right? One year. Right, one year, one year, um, I'm sorry, one year Abayi bar Abin would host, one year Abichanina bar Abin would host. The marshal says, who cares? Like, what, what, what does this matter to us? So the Marsha says, it actually needs something different. So he's teaching us a different aloha. Abayi Bar-Aben, Abichanina bar Abin did not have enough food to give both Shalach Manas and Tashudas Purim. So instead, what they did was as follows. They just swapped suudos with each other. I'll give you the food for my suuda. You give me the food for your su'udah. That way what? That way what? I fulfill the mitzvah of shalach manas. Fulfill the mitzvah of shalach because I'm giving two food items to someone else, but I still have what I need for my su'udah. And that in fact is codified in shulchan aruch as a viable shalach manas option. If a person does not have enough, for both Su'uda and Shalach manas, you could simply go ahead and swap your Su'uda with someone else. Incredible. Incredible. So I say, get ready for this Gemara, okay? I'm going to try to pack it in in 10 minutes. Here we go. I say, this is incredible. I Rava. Rava say, <coughs> a person is obligated. Literally, again, to become fragrant, which means to become intoxicated on Purim until I don't know There's seen and Barach Mordechai. I both say there is a mitzvah on Purim. There's, and by the way, Lashchah's a mitzvah on Purim to get drunk. And not just to get drunk, but to get really drunk until I don't know There's seen and Barach Mordechai. Then I both say, now listen, Zigmar tells a story. Rabba, Rabbi Rabbi zero I'll do Suda's Purim Bahadiyadayu. Rabbi R- and Rabbi zero they had Purim Suda together. They're together. What happened? Ifsim, they got drunk. Come Rabba, shakte Rabbi Zera. Rabba got up and he killed Rabbi Zera. Again, just drunkenness. So, the next year, when Rabba was sober, he davened and he brought Rabbi Zera back to life. So, the next year, Amrle, Nesim Avinav, and So, Rabbi Zera, I have a great idea. Hey, why don't we do permsued together? Right, people often don't remember what happened last part of it. <laughs> right, so right, why do we do paramsudah together? Say, I'm going to take a pass on that. Lo Miracles don't happen all of the time. Shabbat say, this is a fascinating story in a variety of those. First of all, the Ma'ashah says, Rabbah didn't kill Rabbi Ziyar. that's not what happened. When it says shach, what it means is, Rabbah pushed Rabbi Zera to drink and drink and drink until he had alcohol poisoning, right? Until again, he was, he was going to die, he, he either he was about to die, or he did die because of overconsumption of alcohol, which I also, also tells you, by the way, that chas v'shalom, if you, you know, how careful you have to be with who you dispense alcohol to, and how much alcohol you dispense, because chas v'shalom, if someone does, become sick or worse as a result of alcohol that you plied them with there's responsibility for that the Gemara says that Rabbi killed Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Masha cannot fathom the idea that Rabbi actually killed Rabbi Zehra but again he kept plying him with the alcohol until he became sick either almost died or did die so I will say here's what's interesting about this Gemara right if you think about this by the way the flow is very strange what's strange right the Gemara begins with a statement what's the statement what's the statement get drunk important. and then what, what's the next part of the Gemara the Gemara records a story of two great Rabbanim who followed the advice of the Gemara, and yet what happened? Disaster. Disaster, disaster, disaster. Shabbos will say, as a result, there's a school of Rishonim that say, the conclusion of the Gemara is, don't get drunk on Purim. Because that's the point of the story. Right? The Gemara tells you, get drunk. Okay, let me show you what happens when people get really drunk. Therefore, again, the Rabbanim Ephraim, others do not get drunk on Purim. Can you drink some wine? Sure, you could drink some wine. But the rabbi, a whole school of Rishonim, say the the point of the inclusion of the story is to teach us, do not get drunk on Purim. Then there's another school of thought, like the Rambam, the famous Rambam, also quoted by the Rama on Shulchan Aruch that what does it mean? What does that mean? How do you reach a level where you don't know Durstin ar and Barach Mordechai, and blessed is How do you reach that level? Rabbim says, fall asleep. Fall asleep, drink a little bit more than you're accustomed to until you get tired, right? Fall asleep, fall asleep, and therefore when you're asleep, you don't know Durstin Ar-Haman and Barach Mordechai. Then there's the position, the third, third school of thought that says you don't have to get drunk, just drink a little bit more than you're normally accustomed to. So Rabbeinu says. So now here's what you have. You have really schools for four, four different opinions. Right? Opinion number one, Rabbeinu Ephraim. Story tells us, don't get drunk at all. Story number two, Rambam. Drink until you're tired and fall asleep. Opinion number three, drink a little bit more than you're accustomed to. And then again, Rabbeinu says there is still, as codified in the Shulchan Aruch, get drunk, get drunk, get drunk. On but what's what's the point of the story? What's the point of the story? Even when you get drunk on Purim, even when you get drunk on Purim, you have to be in control. And what say, in halacha, there's a concept, it was called lot drunk, right? What's the status of lot drunk? It's kind of self-explanatory, right? right? <laughs> lot drunk is when a person can't even tell they're seen right and wrong. That is never sanctioned in halacha. And this is so important because people, people do the most inappropriate things on Purim, under the umbrella of Simchas Purim. Anytime making a khala Hashem, or doing something, or doing something, or doing something that is inappropriate, or doing something that is questionable, or talking or acting in a way unbefitting of the bentar of a Yid, it's not a mitzvah anymore. That, that's lot. That's lot. That That's lot drunk. So I just want to point out, even the opinions, like the Shukla says, you should get drunk on Purim. When a Jew gets drunk, you know what it means when a Jew gets drunk? He sings Miras he says, Divrei Torah. He, he loves every single person, right? He's, that, that's, that's what happens when a Jew gets drunk. If a person is drunk in a or is anything other than that, then, then, then that, that's not what the halacha wants. And that's not what the halacha demands. i say, what I will share with you is something absolutely amazing. And I'm actually going to send it out later on. In the back of the Gemara, in the newer Gemara, there's something called yalko Tamafarshim." So that is kind of like a compilation. So I saw a quote, I saw this a number of years ago. Quotes the Chachmas Manoach. So the Chachmas Manoach says, What does this mean? Chayiv inish levasume bepurya adelo yada bein ar hamal abarach morachay. It's even strange. Because what does it mean? I should drink until I don't know the Cursed is haman, blessed is mordecai. Listen to this. It's worth it to spend time on this. Say, the Chachmas Manoach says like this Every person in life has their mordechais and has their hamans. Who are, who are my hamans? My Haman's are people who have hurt me. My people who have hurt me. My people who have objectively hurt me. Who are my Mordechai's? My Mordechai's are the people who I'm jealous of. they are people who have more than me. right? they are people who are more successful than me. People maybe who I begrudge because they have brachas that I think I should have. So every single one of us in life has our Haman's people we don't like because we feel they've wronged us. Whether they have or they haven't, I feel like they've wronged me. My Mordechai's the people who I'm jealous of we'll say, what's the whole Yisod of Purim? What's the whole you sold of Purim? It's ultimately, again, Achtos. Remember, Haman, the way Haman sold us down the river to Achashirosh, he said, Yesh no am echa bena amen. There's a nation, and even though they're small, and even though they're persecuted, they hate each other. They don't get along with each other. How could it be that a people who's persecuted can't even get along with each other? And you know what I'll we'll say? Unfortunately, we can't say that Haman is always wrong the Holy Sword of Purim is Achtos. But how do I make Achtos? Rebos so we'll say, how can I be one with my Hamans and my Mordechai? Rebos, so we'll you know what the answer is? You know, one word, you know what the one word? Lachaim, lachaim. Something amazing happens when you make a L'chaim. When you drink a little bit of alcohol, Chach Mas says, somehow, somehow, the interpersonal barriers come down. Sometimes you make a lachaim and a little bit of sharing a Lechayim together Allows me to make shalom with my Mordechais and with my Hamans," says the Chach Masmanoach. "That's the avodah of Purim. You're supposed to drink on Purim. Why? Why? The rest of the year, I hate that guy. I hate that guy. I hate him. I'm not even like missing words. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. He's a novel, not even Bershu Satorah. Shalom Bershu Satorah. The guy's a Rasha Marusha. Why? I forgot already. But all I know is that I mamish hate him like a Haman. And that guy, Mordechai, I hate him also. I hate him also. You know why? He has all the brachas. And yet I know, I know he is such a Rasha. He doesn't deserve it. I deserve those brachas. And during the rest of the year, I hate this one, I hate this one, I hate this one, I hate this one. Purim is one day a the year. You can't hate anyone. You can't hate anyone. Okay, it's very nice. I can't hate anyone. Okay, I can't hate you. But I still hate you. Sometimes a little bit of drinking together, a couple of lechayim, a couple of has the ability to bring down barriers that are up the rest of the year. That says the Chachmas Manoach is the avoda of drinking on Purim. It's not a goal to become drunk, but it's a goal sometimes that in order to create shalom and in order to be able to forge relationships, sometimes we need a little bit of alcoholic help, right? Sometimes a person needs a little some spirits in order to be able to help them in the process of creating Shalom. Should we be able to do it without the L'chaim? Sure. But sometimes the little bit of assistance we have on Purim goes a long way for the Shalom of Kala Yisrael. So let's go back there. Amar Hava, Suudas Purim Sha'ak balelo Layla Chavaso. So again, if a person eats the Suudah of Purim at night, they're not Yodzei. They're not Yodzei, my time. what's the reason? Yimei Mishta V'simcha Ksib. Because the Pasik says days of Mishta and Simcha. Ravash, so we'll say, you have to have the Purim Suda by day, which is very important, because we'll say, the concept of drinking, by the way, on Purim, the concept of drinking on Purim, is part of Suda, right? Remember, again, there's no independent mitzvah of drinking, so there's no mitzvah of drinking at night on Purim. It's only by day, as, and by the way, even by day, even by day, only when? Only when? As part of the Sudha. So both say why cuz says he may miss the Ravashi be Yosef Kamei Drifkan Ravashi Kamei Drifkan no go of what a banana so I was in the base majrish it was getting late on purim day and no one showed up in the base majrish I'm really might time a lot of why have the rabbis not showed up for sure in the base majrish right dema tridi bisudas purim maybe so so ultimately again Ravkan says well maybe maybe they're still eating yer shulas purim so Rashi says, Why couldn't they eat the suda's Param last night? Why didn't they eat the suda's Param today? We have shear today. Vashi are actually a very brave man making shir on Purim day. Right? So they say, why, why are they eating having suda today? They could have had suda last night. So have you not heard that locha that says that if you eat the suda at night, you have not fulfilled your obligation. Amr Elay, Amr El did Rav really say this? Amr Elay, he said yes, tunaminay arba azminn fi dami lay kamal So it's says beautiful. Ravashi reviewed this ruling 40 times and only after having reviewed it 40 times did he feel ultimately, again, that literally it was solidly placed in his pocket, which will say is a beautiful, also another beautiful lesson, and we know this because this is one of the major struggles of Dafyomi, which is retention. For all of us, I include myself in that, the ability to retain that which we learn is such a hard thing, but sometimes it's only by reviewing that ultimately we retain, and it's only by retention. That something truly becomes ours. So we'll just do one more little Mishnah in Gimara. We're now going to get to what's called in Maseches Megillah the "Ein Bain Suggyas. "Ein Bain literally means there is no difference. So So the Mishnah says there is no difference between Shabbos and Yomtiv except Ochal Nefesh, which means what? Shabbos and Yomtiv are the same. All of the Malachos on Shabbos apply Yomtiv as well. It's one notable exception: Ochal Nefesh, food preparation. Good preparation. So the Gemara says, What do you see from here? He says, back to our beya days. So, what are makshiri nefesh? Preparatory acts. What's a good example of that? Who remembers? Sharpening your knife for Shita. Right? Everyone agrees I'm allowed to shecht on Yom But what about sharpening my knife? Can I do that? That's Shirin. So the says, Mishnah makes it sound like, makshirin are asr on Yom as well. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Huda says even ochal nefesh are permitted on yomtiv. Why does the Tanakhama say the makshirin are osser who? Velo lo says, says who? Only ochal nefesh is mother, but not machshirin. Rabbi Huda amar Lochem, Lochem Rabbi says lochem Lochem means anything you need to do. Even what? Even Makshiran. So I, what does the Tanakhama do with Lachem? Lachem Kochavim. That teaches me ultimately I could do what I need for Jews. But I cannot do Malacha an for the sake of non-Jews. Lachem for the again, you could do Ochal Nefesh for yourself but not for your animals. Vi'idoh, I rabihuda. Hanami ksif hu. What does he do with who? Ksiv <school volcanoes> hu well, ultimately, Rabbi Huda. Holds you're right. Even I who say that you could do machshirin on yom Tiv, Which machshirin is that? Only machshirin which could not have been done before Yamtiv with the same qualitative results. But even Rabbi Huda will say, even I agree that machshirin which could be done before Yamtiv with the same qualitative results cannot be done. Prior to Yom Tiv. So they're both. Like, by the way, I'll point out that's how we pass in Halacha right? We pass in that any Machshirin, any Machshirah ochel Nefesh, which could be done before Yom Tiv with the same qualitative results, cannot be done on Yom Tiv. But argument's sake, anything that could not have been done before Yom Tiv could technically be done on Yom Tiv. So Result. So we'll stop over here for today. Shkayach, everyone! Incredible Daf. I'll we'll about the Mishnah tomorrow.